this is The Jay Show, and this is Dr. Jay Smith, who is here in London, in England. Uh, I'm with my good friend, Hatun Tosh, and we're now really getting into the meat of the material. Now, let's look at this slide that we looked at the very beginning uh, when we looked at all the variants. If we could bring that slide up, it shows all the many different variants on the right, the different, different readings. If you could unpack the yep. five different cities real quickly, just to remind the, the viewers of what we're talking yep. about. So we are talking about the first Quran um, when, uh, what Ottoman did after he compiled the perfect Quran. He compiled the Quran and then he sent it to Mecca, Medina, Damascus, Kufa and Basra with people who knew how to recite this Quran well. Uh, so now, on he sent it to more cities than that. We yeah. know there are nine complete. But these are the ones that we have access today. Yes. And these are the ones where we see the variants today. That's why yes. we're pinpointing these cities. Yeah. So, um, and then we are looking at the Qurans which has been sent to these cities. And then in Mecca, we've got Ibn Katir's Quran, who had two students. In Medina, we've got Nafi's Quran, who had two students. In Damascus, we've got Ibn Amir, who had uh, two students. And in Kufa, we've got three teachers, Hamza, Al-Qasai, Abu Bakr, Asim, and they have all together six students. And then in Basra, we've got... Um, Abu Amir Ibn, um, Ibn okay. Allah, and then he's got two students. And so one of those students has two different variations himself. Yes. So we looked at the, what are the uh, Arabic Qurans those students wrote it down or recited, and what are the... Um, uh, what are the variations with these um, Qurans? And just those five cities, we found 24 different Qurans. Yes. 24 variant Arabic Qurans. If you look at those cloud forms, those brownish cloud forms, each one of those cloud forms is our numbers. And in those numbers show how many variants uh, per student. And yes. you can see they, they're not just a few. They're not even tens. They're not even hundreds. These are thousands. In, case, in one case, up to 5,000 difference from the Quran that we have today, from this Quran right here. Yeah. This one that I use all the time at Speaker's Corner. Yeah. This is the one I take everywhere with me. This book is the canonized form. These are variants from this book. And so they look at the dates. The These are 8th and 9th century the variants. The Quran you are holding is the canonized Quran 1924 half Quran, which comes to us from Kufa. And on the graph you are seeing the all the brown colors with the numbers, brown um, cloud with numbers, are the numbers shows how many differences that uh, Quran has with the Hafs Quran. And what we're saying that these differences are all right other there. Way, turn other way. Make sure I get it the right side yeah. up. Look at the differences all right there. The, every time you see a red mark, every time you see a red letter That's or word. That's not for the old Qurans, but um, you can have access to the Qurans which um, it gives you color code that you can work out and make it make your job easier. So they're not what trying to the hide variances? this. This is they're right open about this. Yes. These variants do exist, and we have thousands of variants yes. if we add them all up together. On the left side, these are cities that are not as important. These are weaker ones. They're not yeah. as authoritative as the ones on the right. Yeah. The 24 on the right, the 13 on the left. That's about 37 right there. Yeah. So 37 different Qurans. Variants all the way through it, yep. and now what we're doing is saying, let's see how important these variants are. Because yes. we're talking about the, of what you have done so far, you've been able to come up with 43,000 of them. Now, that's way too many for us to look at, so we're just going to look at a few of them. Yep. In the last episode, we went up to Surah 2, Ayah 58, and we're going to look at the Hafs 
and the wash. We've said this yep. before. We want to look at these two to begin with because these are the major these are the two major renditions, you might say. Yeah. And it's the huffs on the left that we're going to have in blue and the wash on the right that we're going to have in gold. Yes. So let's take a look at the huffs in the wash. We've already done Surah 1 Aya 4. We've already done Surah, 10, Aya, Surah 2 Aya 10. And now we're coming, we've done Surah 2 Aya 58. We're now starting with Surah 2, that means Book 2, Aya 125. Yes. There it is up on your screen now. Yes. Let's look at it. So Surah Baqarah. Um, Verse 125. Let's have our Arabic speaker then read the differences between the Hafs and the Warsh. Hafs ittakhidhu, Warsh ittakhidhu. Okay, so Hafs, and if you look at it very carefully, let's enlarge the, the print itself. We want people to look at this. Now, it, I know that every, most of the people that are watching do not read Arabic. Uh, we can read Arabic, but we're not Arabic experts. That's why we have an Arabic expert here who's a native speaker. But if you take a look at the, just look at the text, the, you can see the differences just by looking at the text. When you look at the huffs on the left-hand side in blue, we have put line underneath it, can you see the, between the ka, there is a kasra, yeah. a line underneath. That's called a kasra. That's the ki, e sound. On the right hand side, you will see it is ah, it's a fatta. So atakazu. Can you see one's a fatta and the other one's a kasra? So the hafs has an i sound, the kasra. The warsh has an ah sound, the fatta. So that's just like small sound. Seems like a different. Yes. So what? Does it, yeah, so what? Does it make any difference? Does well, it change anything? Let's look at the translation. Okay. And let's see what it does to the translation. Okay. You read the Hafs and I'll read the Warsh. Okay. Um, Surah 2 verse 125. In Hafs version of the Arabic Quran, it is translated as, And when we made the house of place of restore of mankind and a place for safety, and take you the place of Abraham as a place of prayer. In the Walsh it says, and when we made the house a place of resort for mankind and a place for safety, and they took or have taken from the place of Ibrahim as a place of prayer. So, uh, when I read the house, it is telling me, take you. It's now, do it now. So it's present continuous. Yes. When I read it in the Walsh, it has already been taken. So this has already, this has already happened. So, so just by changing a kasra and a fatta, one case it's an e sound, one case it's an a sound. Let's ask our Arabic speaker, why does that change it so much? Um, I just want to point out that it's the same drawing, same dots, just the shkiel, the shaping, the short vowel, that changed the kha from kasra to fatha, changed the meaning from an imperative to a past tense. Thank so, you. So, can you see? important that those of us who are not native Arab speakers, we would not have picked this up. But an Arab speaker sees the significance immediately. Yeah, and, and just emphasizing something, this is not the main Warsh Quran, this is the Warsh Al-Basani Quran. So it's one derivation of the Warsh yes. Quran. So here you have one that is imperative, present, yeah. and that becomes in a past tense, have already happened. Yeah. Uh, now, let's continue, let's move into the next slide. And here you have Surah 2, Ayah 140. Let's have our Arab uh, speaker go ahead and uh, give us the two words that are there. Hafs taquluna, warsh yaquluna. Okay, now this is 
symptomatic of, of many of these. There are many of these differences between uh, you say Same and they basic. say, or yep. he says and say, kalu or kul, kul. Yep. This is, there's so many of these all the way through the crown. So we're just giving one example of yep. that. On the huff side, it's takuluna. If you can see, if you look carefully, you can see the ta with the, uh, the fata above it. When you look on the water shine, you can see the two dots are not above the letter, they're below the letter, and that's yakuzula. Yaka, yakuluna, sorry, yakuluna. So there you have a, a yao that has been brought in instead of ata. Now you might say, so what? So the two dots are above, the two dots are below. But as our a native speaker have said, our reader, uh, it's very clear that that does change the meaning. So let's see how it changes the okay. meaning. You I'll read the hafs and you read the wash. Surah Bakara verse 140. Or... Do you say that Abraham, Jacob, and his offsprings were Jews or Christians? Do you know better or does Allah? All right. And the wash says, or do they say that Abraham, Jacob, and this, his offspring were Jews or Christians? Do you know better or does Allah? Let's yeah. move on then to Surah 2, Ayah 184. Now, here is, again, we're still in the uh, same Surah, same Surah, Baqarah, and we have the huffs in the wash. And uh, let's have our... Uh, Arab speaker, go ahead and give us the Arabic for the, both these two renditions. Hafs, miskin, warsh, masakin. So miskinin versus masakina. Now let's unpack it looking at the Arabic. If you look at it very carefully, you can see that there is a kasra under the meme over here. And on the warsh side, it is a fatta above the meme. And then you can see uh, the, the scene, it has another in fact, if you look carefully, it has a dagger Allah following it. So it's a long A sound. Masakina. And it ends with a fatah at the end on the water side. On the, uh, the huff side, there is no fatah there. It is a sukun. So it, it's mis and then kinin. So it, it, it ends with a kasra at the end as well. So you can see immediately that there is, that changes completely from one poor person on the Hafs side to many poor men. Hafs Quran is talking about for your redemption, if you, are, if you are having difficulties regarding your fasting, for your redemption, you need to feed one poor Just person. one person, man. It has to be one person and it has to be poor person. When we look at the Warsh one, what does it say? It says many. It's plural. So you have a lot more to feed. I guess the question will come for my redemption. Do I feed only one person or I need to feed more than one person? I, I would go with a huffs if I was trying to be a miser. But obviously, maybe the wash is the one we have to do. So you could lose your redemption if you only feed one. If you only had the wash yep. to go on and you get to heaven, God says, I'm sorry, where are all the ones you're supposed to have fed? You've got the wrong translation. You've got the wrong book. You have should have gone to the wash. It says many you're to feed. Yep. It's obvious now that this does change the theology and could change someone's redemption. That's hugely significant. You shouldn't play with your eternity. <laughs> so when we, when we look at overall in Surah 2 verse 184, um, so we are talking about Tashkils uh, um, again. Uh, if our Arabic speaker just I, unpacks, what I is know, the... It's a letter missing. Harf. <gasps> oh, harf is missing. Oh, a okay. letter is missing. Okay, where is that letter that's missing? 
It's the alif. The alif, alif daga alif in the wash is added on. It's missing in the, the huff. So if you look where, where the scene is, the daga alif is there. It has been added. Um, people will say, well, this has been added at a later date. Nonetheless, it's been added by man. And yeah. There is the daga alif there right above the scene, and it's not there with the huff side. Yeah. It's, a, it's a sukun. It's a, it stops the, the sound. It doesn't have an ah, double ah. So here you have a huge difference. Just by adding the Dagar Alaf, you change the meaning, you change the theology, and you change people's redemption. Yeah. <laughs> Let's now go on to Surah 2, Ayah 2 and 9. So we're still in Surah 2, we're still in Surah Baqarah, and we get to the Hafs in the Warsh again. So we'll have our Arab speaker to go through the diff two different words. Hafs, Kabirun, Warsh, Kathirun. Now, now this one's interesting. Hatun, because here, if you look, you really do have two completely different letters. Yeah. Let's enlarge the two now. And if you look at the hafs, can you see there's a bean? So it is a dot below the line, yeah. which makes it a ba sound with yeah. a kasr underneath, it means it b. Yeah. On the wash side, there is no dot below the line. There are three dots above the letter, yeah. which makes it a th sound. And the kasra is still there. So it's kabirun versus kath. Thirun, completely different letter. Um, so they might say, okay, so it's a different letter. That doesn't change the meaning. That doesn't change sound the context. Sound Sounds close. Kabirun, kathirun, kabirun, kathirun. What's the difference? You know, yeah. you say potato, I say potato. You say tomato, I say tomato. It's all the same, right? Okay. It isn't the same. Take a look and see how this changes the meaning. So let's look at the translation. Okay, you do the hafs, and then I'll do the wash. Okay. In um, Surah Baqarah uh, 219, uh, in Arabic tra translation would read as they ask you about wine and gambling say in them is a great sin and benefit for men so a great sin in the Huff's case when you go to, to Kathirun it says they ask you about wine and gambling say in them is plenty of sin benefit and benefit for people so um, it doesn't look like there is that much big difference between great and plenty. You're drinking wine, it's a great sin. You're drinking wine, it's plenty of sin. I mean, it is, has to do with quantity. Is it a big sin or is it a lots of sins? Is sin countable or not countable? I guess that's the there question. You go. Is it something which is big or something which is much? Yeah. And there you can see it's a matter of quantity, it's a matter of size. It's also a matter of greatness. In this case, it is a great sin. It is a huge sin. Rather, it's just plenty of sins. Of course, the question will come, what kind of sin can Allah forgive? What kind of sin can Allah cannot forgive? Well, is it a great sin he can't forgive or is it just many sins he can't, many small sins? So yeah. there is a huge confusion here and you can have a huge debate, theological debate, just because to one letter, uh, three dots above one line or one dot below the line. It changed the consonant huge and letter. Can, it yeah. makes a big difference. Now what I want to do is I want to go and get move away from Surah 2 to another Surah that actually has much the same problem. I'm going to jump to Surah 33, Ayah 68. It's okay. very well known. So let's have our Arab speaker read the two words there between the Hafs and the Warsh. Hafs, Kabira, Warsh, Kathira. So when we enlarge the Arabic, if you look at the print there, can you see under the B, the Ba, you have a dot uh, which and a kasra but when you look at the other word in the wash it's three dots above which is the tha 
and the kasra at the bottom. So one is ba and the other is tha. Now, seemingly nothing incidental sound, like sound the previous same. one. Sound but the same. That sounds the same, but let's look at the translation. How does this change the translation? Okay, I'll read the halves. Surah 33 verse 68 read as Our Lord, give them double punishment and curse them with a great curse. So, in the wash it says, Our Lord, give them double the punishment and curse them with many curses. So, are they to curse them with one great curse or many, 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 many curses? So, it, is That's it confusing. once for all? Or small, 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 <laughs> lots of times. Huge difference. Uh, you can see why there, so, this, this would confuse an awful lot of people. Do we just get cursed once or do we get cursed many times? Hugely amazing. I would like to know. I would like to just have one and not many, many that come after that. But you can see then. So you want it to be done once and then you that's it that's it get i don't want to be cursed over and over and over and over again i will go with the huffs in this case that's what i would like to choose but see it's not up to me to choose god's supposed to be very clear the quran's supposed to be very clear i thought there was only one way to understand it and yet here i cannot find out which is the one i can understand human intervention has confused me and that's why warsh and huffs do not agree Let's move on. So now we've looked at both Surah 2, Ayah 219, and Surah 33, Ayah 68, that say must have a difference between the Kabira and Kathira. Yeah. Now let's take a look at Surah 2. We're still in Surah 2 now. Surah 2, Ayah 251. Let's go ahead and get the reading from our Arab speaker. Hafs, daf'u, warsh, difa'u. Okay, now this is interesting because you can even hear the difference there. It's quite different when you look at it. And let's take a look at the Arabic as we compare the two side by side. So you have the da with a fata above it on the hubs. You have the da with a kasra below it on the, uh, in the watch. On the hafs, you have the fa with a sukun above it, which stops the sound. Whereas in the wars, you have a, a fim with a fata above it, which gives it. But more than that, it doesn't even have a fata. It also has a dagger aleph again. There's that dagger aleph suddenly appearing. Can you see that? That dagger aleph that's like a little line going up yep. and down. That is the dagger aleph that elongates the a sound, makes it twice as long, which then you can see will change the meaning completely uh, from the huffs to the wash. So much so that let's read the translation between these two. Uh, uh, just before we read the transla um, translation, um, you, as you look at the pictures, you will see number of the verses are different when we compare the um, Hafs and Warsh Quran. It is because uh, the way verses are counted is different from one Quran to other Quran. Just don't think we are looking at the wrong verses. So, um, mainly, mainly Warsh Quran is uh, one verse behind the Hafs Quran. In Hafs, if it is Surah 2 verse 251, that will be in the Warsh Surah 2 verse 250. Okay, are you all following that? And it's a good thing you brought this in at this stage. Because yeah. if they're going to look up to see if we're doing it correctly, they say, oh, you've got the wrong verse. Yeah, because um, as we will see in the future Qurans, even some Qurans, it's placed with four verses. So it's four verses in front or four verses behind of the main half Quran. Ooh, okay, uh, that's a huge problem. But so just, like, just wanted to point that out here as you look at the um, 
to okay. uh, And we should have said this at the very beginning yeah, before we got into this. Nonetheless, now we're here. We have a Fatah on the Hafs. We have a, a Kasra on, in, in the Warsh. We also have a Fatah uh, that's just a normal Fatah after the Da. In the uh, in the Warsh, we not only have a Fatah, we have a Dagger Aleph, which yeah. elongates it which completely changes the translation. So let's read the translation. You do the hafs, I'll do the warsh. Okay. Surah 2, verse um, 251. And were it not for Allah's repelling, some men with others, the earth would certainly be in a state of disorder. But Allah is gracious to the creatures. So Allah repels in this case. When you get yeah. to the warsh, and were it not for Allah's defending some men with others. The earth would certainly be in a state of disorder, but Allah is gracious to the creatures. So it's a completely different word. Okay. You might think it's completely different, but as someone who is English's second language, for me, there is a difference between repelling and defending only two letters. Does it change the meaning, Jay? Absolutely. Defending. When you're defending or, or when you're repelling, Allah is repelling, it's an action where you're pushing out, you're pushing him against. So that's a, an action that goes that direction. You repel some men. So in halves, Allah is repelling some man. That's some very man. offensive. Allah is pushing. It's an offensive action. Yeah. Defending is a defensive action. It's just okay. the opposite. So defending, especially if you have the repelling or defending, it's two different directions. One goes this direction, you're repelling men, and the other, I'm not going to hit you. I'll be very careful not to repel you. But you will. if you start to hit me back, I'll defend. Can you see? It, uh, it, it really is a two different ways and really two different uh, directions of action. So we've got extra daga elif in the word. Um, sound is different and word itself is different. Of course, that affects the meaning of the verse. Meaning the verse in Surah the 2, verse 251, is Allah Allah's repelling, is Allah's defending? I'd like to know. That would make a huge difference because yep. you can see that it, uh, it confuses the reader as to know which is one. And why did Wars change it? We don't know. The fact or that he did change it. Or why did Hafs change it? Or did why did Hafs? Because Hafs was writing in the 9th century too. Yeah, we will never know what was the original. Well, sad, isn't it? Fascinating how that they how that this and us. And let's move on now. We're still in Surah two, and we want to go on to Surah two, Ayah two seven one. So let's have our air speaker go ahead and read what we have in Hafs and Warsh. Hafs, yukafiru Warsh, nukafir. So it's between a U and a nu, U and a nu, U and a nu. Well, that's completely different letters, isn't it? One has two dots below the line, that makes it a U. The other one has one dot above the line, makes it a nu. They yep. both have a dhamma, but you can see the dot is quite different. Can you see the two dots for U kafaru below the line, and on the uh, one side, the one dot above it? Yep. That changes the meaning completely, it changes the tense. Let's look at the translation and see how it does change it. You go ahead, read the Hafs, then I'll read the So, Warsh. Surah 2, verse 271 in Hafs translation, it reads as, And he will expiate from you, expiate, expiate from you some of your misdeeds. So, he will expiate from you. In my translation of Warsh, and we will expiate from you some of your misdeeds. Now, hold on a minute. Who is doing the expiating here? Him or us? Or is Allah speaking as a plural so sense? So he, is he singular or is Allah plural? If it is Allah. 
Yeah. And I would suggest this probably is Allah in both cases, is it not? Yeah, uh, from the context, yes, it is Allah speaking. And this is a question we have always asked about the Quran. The Quran has lots of references to Allah in the plural form. The question is, why would Allah use a plural form for himself? Unless he Especially is plural, it is if Allah is word. one. And you can see why this has theological implications. I would suggest most Muslims would like to go with the Hafs, whereas those of us who have been asking this question would probably say the watch needs to be looked at because you I don't mean to be a devil's advocate here but there is a problem here theologically speaking I would like to know if we meaning God in the plural tense expiate my sins or you meaning you or he sorry he just God himself as a singer expiates my sins um, if you remember the certain Islamic traditions we see Quran is arguing with Allah regard for behalf of people who recite the Quran. So, in this context, it might be Allah as Allah and his eternal word of Allah. In a house, it might be Allah by itself without his eternal word. That's you correct. See, you see the theological. That is theologically hugely significant because that seems to suggest that the Bible is correct and we've got it correct all the way along. I don't want to say the Quran is supporting that. It looks like the Muslims need to deal with this themselves yeah. and they need to ask themselves and have debate internally. It, some people might even say, "Is we does we have to do with humans? I, I, that is in there. You could probably come up with that, but in the context it looks like it is God, plural, Speaking. is the one that expiates yeah. our sins. Okay, let's ask our Arab speaker here what uh, they come up with when they is read the this. The question here, what I see is, in halves, he, so someone is talking about God, that he will expiate sins. But in worse, God is talking about himself. Well, that's a good point. Thank you. So really what we're saying is Quran someone is, is looking from a distance. speech of Allah. Is it coming from the Quran saying this of Allah or is it God himself speaking within the Quran? Yeah. Good point. The, so is, there's another theological problem right yeah, here. Is Allah involved with the conversation or Allah is talking about other people? So depending on where you put that dot, folks, you're going to have a real theological debate. And this debate's going to go on and on and on. And we're going to see this problem over and over again. Now, what we're going to do, We've gone through Surah 2. We're going to stop yeah. with Surah 2 for this episode, episode yeah. 10. And the next time we start with episode 11, we're going to go then to Surah 3. But let's just review a little bit of what we've gone through, Hatu. It's been great to finally get to the Surahs and to get to the Ayahs and to look at the verses and to unpack the verses and to show the people on the screen, uh, people who are watching. And I hope you are looking at this and I hope you're not just listening to us. You're actually looking at these verses. We're not making any of this up. These are pictures we have taken, you have taken, of the actual text, text by text by text, yeah. putting the next together to make it as easy as possible so even those who don't speak Arabic, those of you who have never read Arabic before, you can see that these dots are either below the line, they're above the line. You can see the fatah, which is the ah sound, the kasar, which is the e sound, the little turlicue, the dama, which is the u sound. These are sometimes missing, sometimes they're there. And have you noticed that also the dagar alif, that, that little uh, line that goes up and down, that elongates the, the fatah sound. Ah, it makes it a double ah. These have been added or sometimes they're missing. And when they are missing and when they're added and when the dots are above and below line, they change not only the way you say the word, the way that the word is then translated, and that then changes the theology. We've just looked at Surah 2. We're going to be looking at other surahs and seeing even worse changes as we go on from episode. Go and help us and what does this mean? I think, I think it will be helpful to remember. Claim is 
Today's Quran we are reading is exactly the same. What was revealed to Muhammad, not even a dot changed. Yet, just looking at the couple of verses, we see dot has been changed, edited, uh, taken away. And it does change the meaning of the word. It does change the uh, theology. It does affect eternity of Muslims. There you go. It affects the eternity of Muslims. Muslim. Yeah. We've already looked at how you get redeemed. Is it by giving uh, alms Feeding to one man or, or many yeah. men? So hugely significant. Listen, we're, we're going to be doing this some more. Don't leave. Come back. We're going to continue to unpack these verses. Uh, we're going to do uh, not only from Surah 3, we're going to continue up right up until Surah 98. So stay with us. We'll see you next time in episode number 11. This is Jay here in London with Hatun. Over and out. Thank you.